Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. The following is a gopowercat.com and Spirit Street production. You've discovered your link to gopowercat.com's Powercat Overtime podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor, and it starts right now. Now, let's go to the WTC Gig Powered Studios. Here's your host, GoPowerCat.com publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. It's the overtime, not your normal overtime. Your normal overtime is just me being stupid. Well, that's your normal day of the week. Uh, but this week, we're going to actually talk about some serious stuff in the overtime because serious stuff has happened between the questions podcast and the overtime podcast. So now we're going to put it in here. Because the Big 12 sucks. Anyhow, uh, if you are upset by the news coming out of the Big 12 or the fact that the Big 12 is so lost, get to the fridge. They have, they have medicine that can help you if you want to describe it as medicine. It's called alcohol. And if you find yourself as a Big 12 fan in need of a pop, they've got something to tip your head back and relax. The Fridge, at the corner of this and that in the town in which we live, which is Manhattan, Kansas, the heart and soul of the Big 12. So we think. Uh, if you uh, haven't heard, the Big 12 has canceled media days. Oh, by the way, Tim Fitzgerald, Ryan Gilbert, Zach Carlson. Guys, I uh, I played Big 12 today and I canceled the podcast earlier. Right? Wow. Yeah. Right? So I'm going to complain about the Big 12 canceling media days for the second time. Um and now we don't know when we're going to have it. It was supposed to be Monday. And I, they had a, an emergency Zoom meeting today, um, which is just a fantastic phrase that, like, five months ago, I would have never, ever known what that even means, an emergency Zoom meeting. And they decided that uh, they, they need to play football games. But they don't know who or when because it's the Big 12. And then they decided, hey, if we don't know who or when we're playing football games with why don't we uh cancel our media day that we're going to talk about those things since we can't talk about those things it's the big 12 folks you've been around the big 12 long enough to know that if you need a decision made go to the big 10 or any other conference the big 12 is going to wait until everyone else makes their decision and then eat what's left at the buffet which in this case is cauliflower actually this could work out for the big 12 they now know everyone else's game plan, and maybe they can diagnose a better game plan than everyone else has. I wrote about it in a column, which I wrote when we were supposed to be recording the first time today, but now we're recording in the evening because I had to cancel that one because I got invited to a Zoom meeting in which Chris Kleiman said there's an emergency Zoom meeting. Is this getting confusing? No, I'm following. Okay. I'm on top of it. Okay, good. But uh, the Big 12 is a mess, which we've all known, but today it was reaffirmed. Every other conference now has made a decision on scheduling. Now, everyone as of now is starting on a different date, which is bizarre. But everyone's playing conference only, although the ACC 
as of Thursday evening, was still clinging to the possibility of one non-conference game. Now, the reason they had held that out there was to try to get the SEC to play, you know, the Georgia-Georgia Tech games, Florida-Florida State, those games that cross the conferences and stay within a state. They tried to get the SEC to play those, and the SEC said, no, we're just going to go play 10 conference games ourselves. So now the SEC, Pac-12, and Big Ten have all decided 10 conference games, period, end of story. So the Big Ten, SEC, and Pac-12 are all playing conference games only. They don't want anyone else at their party, which I understand and I explained in the column. The ACC has that one game out there in which they might. I think they're going to cancel that and go conference games only. Everyone else is going to play 10 conference games only, something in the current alignment the Big 12 can't do. Because they only have 10 teams. You can only play nine games unless you repeat, and nobody's going to want to repeat an opponent. So uh, as I've been pitching on this podcast or these podcasts, I think they should invite in a independent, like Notre Dame is with the ACC, BYU. Some people don't like that. Army, some people don't like that. UConn, some people don't like that. But pick one, invite them in, play a full schedule of 10 games with with a outside opponent, you could even just have them not count as conference games and just have them as out-of-conference games. I don't care. But then you play 10 games within the same group of opponents that everyone else plays. That is important in this virus environment. You go play Buffalo and someone else is playing UTEP and someone else is playing Wyoming and someone else is playing uh, Eastern Illinois. You're introducing a lot of other elements into the possibility of one of your Big 12 teams getting infected by an outside program that maybe doesn't have the same stringent rules or the ability to follow them as your Big 12 teams. As I so eloquently pointed out in my column, it's like sex partners. It really is. Whoever you're playing in some strange dollar well night Nagyville you're going to play every other sexual partner that that team has played, possibly. Just play within your confines of your group and hope that uh, nobody's slutting around. That's pretty much how I see the Big 12 right now. You know, another way they could do it is kind of go NFL divisional, just split the conference in half. You have five teams in each half. Then everybody plays home and away. It's only eight games, but it kind of reduces the pool there if you're worried about infecting others too. I don't think anyone wants to play the same opponents twice. However, what you bring up is interesting. You could divide the conference five and five, um, and then one half of the conference plays a BYU and the other plays an Army or something. Yeah, It it may not be equitable at that point, though. I don't know um, because I don't know if these independents will be in a position to give up their entire schedule to play the Big 12. I'm not sure. Basically, the problem is the Big 12 wasn't proactive. They said they had contingency plans, except for the contingency plan that they probably need, how to close ranks and play within themselves and not have a bunch of outside opponents coming into your towns, coming into your venues, and playing against your players. You literally double by playing one non-conference game the conference goes from playing a collective 10 teams to a collective 20 teams. Do the math. 
that means your exposure possibilities are much greater at that point. I just think it, uh, I think everyone else has been kind of wise about it, but the Big Ten uh, jumped early, and I think the Big 12 now has a real chance to make a statement by saying, we're going to bring someone in. Maybe that's what they're doing this weekend. They're going to talk to all the independents and say, maybe it's they'll bring in a collection of five independents, which is still not ideal to me. They'll each play two opponents. I don't know. They now just need to get their stuff together and figure out who's playing who and just get this done. But they waited so long, they didn't have enough plans. They didn't have the right plan in place. But now, if they want to start at the end of August, which everyone else is going to start later, it allows the Big 12 to possibly be the only college football on TV that weekend. Play a full slate of games that first weekend. And if you want to leave out your BYU or UConn or wherever that weekend and just play the the 10 regular teams, that's awesome. Everyone's on TV weekend one. Nobody else has games. What it also does, guys, and, and Zach kind of helped me with this, I actually did a schedule. I, I used a really uh, basic app I found online to do a round-robin 11-school schedule, move some things around, because we had to get Oklahoma, Texas on October 10th, Zach. <laughs> It had to be that way. Uh, Move some things around. The app wasn't good enough to stop you from getting three home games or three road games in a row or back-to-back buys. But what I found interesting in doing this, guys, uh, was there are actually 14 Saturdays in college football season from that last weekend of August to the last weekend of November, the weekend right after Thanksgiving. If you're playing 10 games, you have lots of windows for off weeks. And originally I thought, you know what would be a good idea is right in the middle park an off week. Everyone's off. Everyone on the schedule isn't playing so that you can have, if you've had any games canceled earlier in the year, boom, you got a weekend where you can plop a game or two. But I ended up saying, no, let's just spread this out. Let's try to make this where you kind of spread the off weeks among everyone so maybe they can recover more often. And then the last week, nobody wants to play after Thanksgiving. Nobody really does. Leave that blank. The Big 12 needs to do this. Leave that weekend blank so that you can play football if you've got a makeup game. We'll see what they do. We'll see what they do. I, I don't have any, any faith in them. I just don't have any faith in them getting this right. Guys, I, I'm frustrated with the Big 12. It's the same thing over and over and over and I think we got a couple questions about it. This is the Powercat Overtime. We're going to try to be funny. I'll probably do it with bad words. Speaking of bad words, here's Gills. He cusses a lot. With your <laughs> questions from Wabash Station. First question of the overtime from Contra Cat. Would you start your season ASAP, leaving four or five more open date possibilities, or delay until late September? Most people early. are delaying. I would go early. And maybe, Zach... When you say early, you thinking that last week in August, at August 29th, at week zero? I'd go negative one. I would go as early as, as possible. I would want to get – I think that the Big 12, among all conferences, if you want to play at the very least an eight-game season, that's kind, of, that's kind of why I go with the two divisions thing. If you go two divisions, you can play eight games – it reduces the number of games and it opens up the number of open weeks that you have to play eight games. Then you can have a championship game between two opponents that didn't play each other, you know, throughout the season. 
it's almost like the old Big 12. Pretty close. That's kind of why I go towards that. No one really talks about it. I might tweet it, tweet it out, see if we can get some feedback on it. But um, I just I, I want to see the season start just so you can get in as many games as possible. Right. Look at the MLB. They're trying to slip it, slide in 60 games into essentially 60 days. Um, I mean, I know it's more than that. It's like 70 or something, but you, you get the picture. They're trying to, you know, play a, a shortened season in a very quick amount of time. And the football season, you know, it's 14 weeks, 15 weeks, most years. If you can, back up the schedule back into the summer, you know, in August play as many games as you can, um, you know, and hope to hit, you know, an eight or a nine game mark. I think that anything short of eight games is going to feel kind of like a farce and, you know, eight games is a good solid number to say, Hey, we had a, we had a decent football season, especially for the big 12 with 10 teams. You know, if you can get to nine games and everybody plays everybody, if that's the model of schedule to go with, I think that that's, that's more than adequate. Then you have your championship game and you're good to go. So I, I think that I know that people are frustrated by the big 12 waiting. Um, you know, I don't really, I'm not really bothered by it. I, I the other analogy I kind of think of is the home team in baseball gets to bat last. And you know, if you, if you're down a couple runs, like the big 12 appears to be, they can hit a home run right now. And if that means, you know, going, early or, you know, later in August, you know, even maybe a week early if possible. Um, I think that that'd be, you know, that's a good thing. And I think the big 12 would look like winners if they came out and move the season up. Gills, your thoughts. I got to go option two here. Um, you look around the country, you know, what's going on right now is the worst. Or it's not the worst it's ever been, but it's, you know, getting, you know, worse and worse right now. I think you give it a little more time and delay it until late September then you're giving yourself, uh, you know, more time to, you know, hopefully the cases start to go away and stuff like that. Cause I, I, you know, the biggest thing that bothers me with things being canceled for like a whole semester or a whole, you know, until 2021, it's like, you don't know how things are going to be, you know, in late September, you know, people are talking about if everyone wears a mask, this thing could be gone by labor day. So I think you just kind of wait and see what happens. Um, obviously there's pros and cons to both sides. You know, I, I like what you're saying, Zach, um, and I'm kind of with Zach here as well with, with the whole Big 12 thing. I'll be the first to, you know, criticize Bob Bowlesby in any way I can. But, you know, I think the NCAA is a little more – it's more frustrating that there's no unity with all of these conferences. You know, the Big Ten made their announcement and nobody saw it coming. There was no communication. It caught everyone off guard. So now everyone's scrambling to make a plan, which is fine. You know, the conferences are their own, their own individual, you know, organizations or whatever they're called and that's fine but if the ncaa just came out and said hey this is how we're doing it we wouldn't be having any of these conversations so there's pros and cons to both everything's you know what it is but overall i'm a little more angry at the ncaa um, rather than the big 12 interesting news as we got ready to podcast this evening conference usa has announced they're sticking with their eight game conference schedule and are allowing teams to play as many non-conference games as they would like they can play four and play a full 12-game schedule, play one, play two, or they can play someone within their conference that isn't on their regular schedule as a non-conference game. So I, I think Conference USA, that's a great solution for them. I think these smaller conferences, we're going to see them kind of band together and play each other, which uh, 
could be a precursor to things to come in the future. This looks like the Power Five closing ranks amongst itself to me and saying, you know, we we might this might spell the future, might cast us into our own division eventually in which we won't even play you underlings. That's what it looks like. I just think for health and safety right now, limiting the number of teams your conference is playing is what everyone else is doing and what the Big 12 hasn't fully thought through. Got to limit the points of exposure, the number of airports through which you're flying, the number of, uh, you know, just campuses that might bring infection to your campuses. Just limit that as much as you can. And if that means just playing nine conference games, so be it. That's what you're going to do. I like if everyone in Power 5 played 10, it was all equal, but it looks like everyone's kind of determined to do their own thing, and the ACC's going, well, we're going to play 11. You know, it's just kind of silly at this point because, Zach, you're right. When it's all said and done, we might play five. We might we might get three games in, and then college football has to pause for like three weeks as everyone tries to clean up their infections, and then we play two more, and then we realize, oh, this isn't going to work. That might be college football this season, and it might suck. But let's give it a chance. Let's give it a roll. Let's see what happens. And for all those who say uh, this is about money and putting kids' lives uh, in peril for a buck, nobody is being forced to play. Chris Kleiman said the university will come out with a policy pretty soon on that, that Everyone will be afforded the opportunity. If your parents or you are not comfortable with playing this season, you will still be on scholarship. You probably can't participate in any way with the football team because then they want you outside of their practice bubble, which, you know, is I understand that. And uh, then you could probably, if you have a redshirt available, come back. And that might be something, Gills, that the NCAA has to interpret at that point. Will there be special red shirts available for those who have already red shirted but do not want to play in this COVID-19 environment? From PurpleCat271, Bob Bowlesby is a joke as commissioner of the Big 12. How does he retain his position year after year? <laughs> PurpleCat, could you like actually share your feelings? Don't hold back next time. Don't hold back. <laughs> well, number one, Bob Bowlesby is an exceedingly nice man. A very nice man, a very intelligent man, uh, a good manager. A good, you know, I, I don't know how else to say it. You know, he's, he's a of, peacetime commissioner. Got it. Thank you, Zach. Perfect. The peacetime commissioner. And all of a sudden, war broke out. Nobody saw it coming. It was unexpected. It was an alien virus war, but it's a war. And now you have to make decisions on the fly. You have to be emphatic in what you're going to do and you have to lead you don't look to the room and say well guys what do you think you want to do in uh texas your thoughts oklahoma your thoughts okay that's all the thoughts i want you need to say collect your best ideas and say this is what we're going to do texas if you don't like it i'll change because you're texas well that's that's really the problem with the conference is uh, the poor commissioner has to appease texas and then oklahoma and then the other eight as a collective and you got to get all three of those groups on the same page, and it's almost impossible. But that's got to change. For this conference to thrive, Texas has got to realize that they're going to have to make some dramatic, decisive decisions and get busy doing it. Or Texas, just go independent. Just say, 
okay, we're done. We have our own TV network. We're going to go do our thing. And then everyone else can go find their conferences because everyone else in this conference will end up in another conference. Um, Well, maybe not Baylor. Baylor's got a few issues. We know what they are. They've got bears. Bears are scary. That's the issue. But uh, I would, if we're, we're what, six years, Zach, away from really the next possible, when the TV deals are up, the next possible round of realignment? I thought we were closer. I thought it was like two or three years. Well, it's coming up. Even if it's six, that's not far away. You better get prepared. And I don't know who the individual is, but they've always looked within the ranks of commissioners and ADs to find who they want to be their commissioner. It's probably time to find someone with some business background who's not named Larry Scott, who is the Pac-12 commissioner and is awful, but he's dynamic and tries to think outside of the box. His ideas, though, belong locked in a box and buried in a nuclear vault. But the Big 12 needs to go find someone, find a dynamic leader, and they probably, God willing, have to be Longhorns. The next leader probably has to be a UT person, and then they'll be appeased. It's all about UT. Are we got other things to talk about? Because I want to talk about other things. I'll tell you what, let's take a break right here. Seals, talk to us. The humans will be right back. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The ads are done. Speak humans. Welcome back to the overtime. We just talked about the Big 12 a lot, and it wasn't funny. It wasn't entertaining. It was just stuff. A lot of opinions. Gills cussed a whole lot. I told him not to, but he did. Zach's confused by his own headphones. It's raining outside. I have those. It's not raining here, and we're not that far from each other. Huh. It's coming. Give it three minutes. Yep. Here we go. More questions from Wabash Station on the overtime. Let the funny begin. From Riley Gates, at the time of this podcast being posted, I will be starting a short vacation in Colorado. Therefore, I will not be listening until Sunday or Monday. Predict what my biggest regret will be from the weekend, i.e. I drank too much. I didn't go for any runs in Colorado. I could have applied sunscreen more, etc. Probably getting pulled over in southwest Kansas. With about $200 worth of edibles stuffed in your shorts. That will be your regret. It's raining here, Zach. Nice. Riley, Colorado is 
filled with opportunities for regret. But without some regrets in life, young man, you'll never understand that you're not perfect. Go have some regrets. Go do some weird stuff in Colorado. Go naked hiking. <laughs> Go wrestle a bear. Not a Baylor bear, because you know what they'll try to do to you. Go do some weird, weird stuff in Colorado. And if you didn't do it, Riley, I'm really disappointed in you. And make sure while you're in Colorado, you swing by Edmond, Colorado. Go find that. Go, go to the map and find Edmond, Colorado. Best of luck. Oh, I hope you had good luck finding it. He didn't hear any of that. I don't know what I'm doing. Zach, I got confused by the rules of his question. <laughs> I don't know. He'll, we'll, we'll see if we predicted right. I guess I didn't come up with a prediction. Mm. I don't really know, though, other than yours. I think you pretty much covered it. That's really the only trouble you can get into in Kansas slash, slash Colorado. Hmm. He didn't know. say where he's going in Colorado, did he? No. He didn't want Not us aware. to know. He didn't want us to know. He's, <laughs> he's probably, hiding. He's probably going to Boulder. He's going to smoke so much weed, which is fine. It's Colorado. Let's move on. From Adam K sixty three with Patrick Mahomes <laughs> with Patrick Mahomes becoming a part owner of the Royals, could that possibly bring in Whataburger fans inside Kauffman Stadium and would that boost attendance? What for me? That's interesting. I hadn't thought of that. I Zach, how much money do you think he put in to become a co owner of the Royals? Well, we talked about this, uh -huh. speculating on Stone Street. And if Stone Street's a minority owner, and if he even owns 1%, that's $10 million. That's $10 million. I don't know if Patrick Mahomes owns $10 million worth of the Royals. He did get paid a lot of money, but that's over the next 10 years that he gets uh -huh. paid a lot of money. Maybe he's he not. doesn't have a ton of money, right? He, what, he's on a payment, pr yeah. payment plan? Yeah, they set up a payment plan. Pat, we're gonna put you on. We're gonna loan you the money, and then you can pay us back. I mean, I'm sure he's got at least a million in it right now. Wouldn't it be awesome as we go back to a previous discussion on the overtime if they had an NBA team, if he bought into that too? So he was like part owner in the other franchises in town while playing for the Chiefs. That would be incredible. It'd be amazing. I want Patrick Mahomes to put himself into the game. Yeah, that's true. It's true. He could be a relief pitcher and then go uh, dunk in the NBA. I mean, Bo Jackson, I don't know. Now, let's not use that because that, that didn't go well for Bo. He played mm -hmm. another sport and ruined himself. Well, he played his original sport. Whatever, he got hurt, ruined his career. Uh, Whataburger, yeah, I, I don't think what Whataburger's not coming to Kansas City to own the Lee Summit Market. For God's sakes, they're going to end up with stores all over the place eventually. They're going to be, I mean, because this is what I think is going to happen here. Gills is working on uh, uh, his his ability to talk to people via podcasts to communicate, and uh, he's also in the food industry with Pizza. So he's understanding the food industry a little bit. So I can see Ryan Gilbert like really overachieving in life and becoming a, a general manager of a Whataburger in the greater Kansas City area. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ryan. 
You're not wrong. Not wrong. See, <laughs> I would just come over to your house and smell you. Just. <sighs> See, going to going to a fast food restaurant that's in a stadium, that's just like going to an airport and being excited about the Chili's 2 that's, you know, that's right outside your gate and going there and eating an old timer and having a beer, a Bud Light of all, all beers, you know, like it's just, I don't know. You're, it's not quite the that's same. Not, that's not the same. And as much as I love Whataburger, no, I wouldn't eat it at the K. I'd still go for dollar hot dogs on Buck Night. Come on. I want to eat stadium food. I don't want to eat fast food that's marked up. You know, like there's a Hardee's, or at least the last time I went to Bush Stadium, there's a Hardee's there. Like, do I really want to eat Hardee's at a ballpark to say I did it? No. Do I want to pay 20 bucks for a burger and fries? No. Even if they're Hardee's curly fries and they're really good. I'm not going to do that. So the Hardee's stuff was still like 20 bucks for a thing of fries? Uh, I mean, it wasn't like going to it wasn't like going to Hardee's on the interstate and paying eight or nine bucks for a combo meal. Gotcha. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got that markup. So I I probably would not go to Whataburger at the K if they had one. I probably would. I'd go to Whataburger if they put one in the sewage system. I would go down there and have Whataburger because <laughs> I'm weird. Speaking of Whataburger ah. from PowerCats10, why the love for Whataburger? I'm from the Wichita area and don't have a local Whataburger. I took my son to the Tulsa Aquarium in, in early March, just before the lockdown orders, and ate Whataburger for one of our meals. Nothing says Whataburger like, a, you know, like some aquariums and a Whataburger. I know. I don't get it. The burger was greasy, the fries were bland, and the experience left me wanting. Please explain why I should continue to value your <laughs> astro endorsements. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, I don't know what you ordered. Just a burger doesn't tell me enough. It needs to have a little heft to it or be the patty melt. I'm not a big fan of Whataburger fries. I hardly eat their fries because you know why? I don't want it taking up space in my stomach when I can have more Whataburger. That's why. I get my fries to Zach. Zach, is that true? Yeah. Yeah. I give my fries love, to Zach. I love fries. You give though. me your fries. Yeah. This. When you're at Whataburger with me, I'll give you my fries. You want, want, okay. want to know why? Because I might want to get a double with double cheese and a patty melt. And just like a bleh, kind of like a scene from Star Wars, Jabba the Hutt, just piling food in and making Zach dance with buns on the side of his head. That got weird. Just you're cutting outfits. I'm not cutting out for me. Well, you disappear for like five seconds, and I don't know what you're saying. That's good. <laughs> I can hear him. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Yeah, Zach, Maybe it's, it's you. Yeah. Maybe it's your fault, huh? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> See, like, I like Whataburger. Well, one, I attended a Big 12 institution other than Kansas State that resides in Whataburger's footprint. Um, that was deep. It was deep. I ate Whataburger probably two times a week in my time in at Oakey Light. Um, I enjoyed it. But also, that was also around the time where the Big 12 on ESPN Plus, like not the current ESPN Plus, but you, if, you're, if you've watched Big 12 basketball on Saturday mornings, 
and like at 11 a.m., you know what ESPN Plus is. And the Big 12 was always brought to you by Dr. Pepper, Chick-fil-A, and Whataburger. And Philip 66. And that's that's why I like Whataburger. You get all those commercials man. all the time. All the time. Whataburger. Those classic, I don't even know who the voice actor is, but those classic commercials. Is it possible to fit a square peg into a round hole? Well, if that square peg is Whataburger's patty melt, and that round hole is your kisser, you betcha. What a burger. Just like you like it. They were amazing, and it looks so delicious. You can have it just like you like it. And I went to Whataburger, and I started eating it, and I loved it. And I don't care what anybody else thinks. I'm going to eat there for forever. But to answer your question, yes, they're greasy. That's the way burgers were meant to be. I'm so old, I remember when Wendy's was greasy and their burgers were square. And they were awesome. They were amazing. Still pretty good. They're still square. They're not square anymore, are they? Sort of? Yeah. Hmm. They don't cut corners. Oh. Uh, <laughs> they did make the Frosties vanilla, though. Yeah, that's weird. Shameful. I just want you guys to know, Power Cat's 10. He's not alone. I don't see anything special about Whataburger either. That's just me. Don't hate me, Zach. It's okay. You haven't had it. We'll I had it ways. in Stillwater, and it was like, eh. Right, Riley, special. we miss you. We miss you, Riley. Yeah, I don't know how I found my way to Stillwater, mm. but somehow I made it. People that work for Go Power Cat and their name named Ryan for five hundred, Alex. I know it's a Ryan thing. <laughs> I bet you the Power Cat's guy's name Ryan. It's a Ryan thing. Ryan and Whataburger don't go together. Whatever. When we're in Texas, we'll go to Taco Cabana. Oh, for God's sakes. We can, I can go on, on and on about that. That is, mm, I love it. He's not going to Texas with you. I know. Fritz will. Another question from Contra Cat. What sort of transgression gets a staff member suspended for 20% of the year? Oh, is this like uh, the Joe this Kelly question? Yeah, this is playing off of that. Uh probably throwing at my head <laughs> if you throw a 95 mile an hour fastball at the boss's head you'll get suspended for more than 20 percent of the year i'll suspend you by your something from the ceiling man don't throw at the boss's head don't put a pouty lip out at me either i i've never wanted to even though i understand why he was Dogging on the Astros, that pouty lip thing he did. I wanted to punch that guy so bad. What a jerk. What a jerk. I love it that now with baseball, you could hear everything being said. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. We're going to have there some was... tense moments in baseball this year because they can hear everything the other team's saying. It's like... Uh, slow pitch softball night when the teams would get after each other. There's no crowd. You could hear everything. We're just dogging on each other. It almost turned to fisticuffs at some point. Thanks, Ben Hemmen. But anyhow, that's the way Major League Baseball is going to be. And then they're going to come out and stand six feet away from each other with masks on and make faces at each other because they can't fight or they get in big trouble. 
They can't see the faces if you're making faces with oh, a mask on. I can make evil eyes. There we go. I made evil eyes, but I was little. I'd say that me working at a pool the last few years has been suspending me for 20% of the year. <laughs> <laughs> well, no pay. <laughs> it's good to have you back. Hey. Another question from Contra Cat. Rank these modes of transportation and duration. 24-hour road trip to Florida, 12-hour transcontinental flight in middle seat 27E, or a 72-hour carnival cruise in the smallest interior cabin. There's one of these options that is absolutely, you take this 10 out of 10 compared to the other two. And it's the cruise. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because you're not going to be in your damn cabin anyhow. You're going to be at the bar. All you need on a cruise really is a small room with a bed and a place to pee, poop, and shower, which is all the same room on a small cruise. You actually have to take your toilet paper, if you have never been on a cruise in a, in a small cabin, take your toilet paper out of the bathroom because the shower head is above the door and water gets all over the toilet and sink. It's all in the <laughs> same little, like, three by four space. It's crazy. So, yeah. The prison shower. Exactly. Well, <laughs> yeah, except without people in your... So, and, uh, yeah, you take the cruise cause you can get drunk, you can eat, you can do all that, all you want. Hell, I would take that for a week for a month over anything else you just offered. There's I no agree. way I'm going to sit in a middle seat for more than four hours. Four hours is pushing it. And I'm not climbing in a car for a drive anymore. More than like, uh, 10, 10 hours. I'd be the most I would do. I could get Memphis. Eight. That's that was ten, wasn't it? About uh, right. like eight or nine. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's probably about it. Because if we had to go on to Nashville, I was going to go stir crazy. No, no. Yeah, that's probably about it. I could. I, I think the the car ride is probably the worst one. A twelve hour oh. flight in a middle seat is not the worst. Oh God! I very strongly disagree with you. On I don't like one. the middle seat. Don't get me wrong. I hate the middle seat. But, but you're trapped on there. If you start getting sick, you start to throw up or whatever's, you know, you're losing your mind. You're stuck on that plane. And there is absolutely no getting off of that for half of a day. Whereas if you're starting to feel sick in a car ride, guess what? You can just pull over, take a quick five and you're back on the road. You know what I do in the car? Gills. What do you do, Zach? What do you do? I sleep. I sleep what in the car. When you're driving, you sleep and drive. Even well, I can't do that. I'm no, it's great. When he driver. takes his turn to drive, you know he's rested. It's <laughs> awesome. He sleeps the whole time, and then when it's his turn to drive, he's fresh. Yeah, hmm. it's great. And then Fitz will drive more, and then I'll sleep some more. <laughs> uh, so, like, I can do that on a plane, too, even in the middle seat. And it's less time, and I don't have a turn to drive. Hmm. So We're going to have to agree the, disagree. I think the flight is the, the second worst and second best option. I will one-up this and say, as a fat man who's also about 6'4", maybe 6'3", I'm shrinking, um, I would take the car ride over a eight-hour flight in any seat, unless it was first class, in any seat. That's how miserable I am on planes. But first class... When I think about... When I think about car rides, I think about our 
return from Memphis in 2015, technically 16 at that point, but that game where Fritz was going to sit in the back, but he gets back there and he's like, I can't do it. Hell so no. then who, who gets, who gets put in the back? It's me. And I like, there's just bags on all sides of me. And then you got like the wall, like it's a compartment that is the size of you. It was not fun. I, I did not like that at all. I need to sit shotgun. Have to. That's my seat. <laughs> Does Fitz sit behind you and start kicking the seat? Because that's what would happen on an airplane. You think Fitz would be sitting in 2080? No way. He's sitting up in, <laughs> in the front of the plane. <laughs> I figure this out, man. That plane gets more narrow as you go back, and so do the seats. All seats are not created equal. Fat men don't go to the back of the plane. Try to stay up there in the front to the middle. From Adam K sixty three. What the hell's when going you get on? stuff <laughs> you get stuff at the store, do you prefer plastic or paper bags? Oh, Depends plastic. on what you're carrying. Plastic. Plastic every time. I actually uh I like taking my own bags, but I never ever remember. Never so like if my wife goes with us with me, if we go together, she brings the bags and those are nice because you put a lot of stuff in them and carry them. But plastic because you can you know can loop like seventeen bags on your fingers and your ears and get it all into the house at once. When I went through my Powerade phase of buying thirty two ounce Powerades at the grocery store for like fifty nine cents a piece, also one of the best deals ever. I don't really like Powerade anymore, but that's a solid deal when you can go to Hy-Vee and get. 59 cent and they just got the giant pallet just sitting in the middle of the uh, of the aisle um but i would always get paper bags because if you get plastic you know if you put eight of those in a plastic bag the bag's gonna rip on the hands or on the bottom but if you get paper you can put more in there and it's not gonna rip it's gonna carry more weight it's the most efficient way to carry them so that's that's one time i go for paper but i never really ask for paper other than if it's something like that kids that was science yeah huh gills are you a paper or plastic kind of guy i don't really have much of a preference whenever they ask me at the store i'm just like whatever is easier for you (laughs) right right on brand that's perfect answer for you gills just cruising through life paper plastic hell i don't care from exhausted nihilist how about a gardening update how are your own quarantine plants doing? And I assume this one is not for me. I think it's more for you, Fitz, maybe, hopefully. We're doing great. Plus, uh, the rainy season's arrived. I mean, it has rained for two days straight. I think it's supposed to rain tomorrow, too. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy how much it's rained. Yeah. It's crazy we haven't gotten water in the basement. But, yeah, it's uh, so I haven't been out in the last couple of days, but I'm sure everything's doing really well. Although there's some plants that might have gotten waterlogged because it's been that much rain. So, but yeah, uh, big excitement here is a new garage door is arriving later this month. Or actually, excuse me, wow. next month. Yeah. Uh, my wife broke the old one. I'm just going to throw her under the bus right now. Uh, we needed one, but we could have put it off for another good three years. But she broke the old one. I don't want to talk about it. Anyhow, it's uh, going to be really cool looking, and it's going to force us to paint the house because it won't match what we currently have. But we need to paint the house, too. So actually, my wife 
breaking the garage door has really helped things out around here. At least so I'm told to say. Zach, quit, quit yawning during our podcast. Sorry. You yawn during Very our sorry. podcast. And it makes me conscious that I'm boring. Okay, go ahead. I'm very sorry. Well, but anyhow, the garden's doing great. It looks the best it's ever looked. And it's really nice because over on the side of the house now, we have uh, uh, the ability to have friends over socially distanced. Like we had my mom's 85th birthday. We had the whole, we had 11 of us all spaced out. We were all like spaced out by travel party. There were four seats over there and four seats there. And it was, it worked out really well. It was, it was a beautiful day too. We had a lovely garden, just lovely. It's fantastic. Last question of the podcast from Contra Cat. What is the best thing you have streamed in the last 30 days? Zach, you got something? I have just realized I have not watched Hulu, Netflix, or Disney Plus since May. What? All of June, all of July. I didn't watch a single lick of streaming service. What have you been watching? Nothing. I've been playing Call of Duty quite a bit, but also just YouTube and TikTok, man. Oh. I watch more TikTok than anything. Goodness. Oh, my God. It's a lot Fire of TikTok, him. guys. Oh. Do you speak Chinese yet? No, I don't. <laughs> you will someday, comrade. You will. They're, you're going to be... One day it'll get... When they invade, they're coming to your house and saying, Comrade, I don't know why they sound Russian. We are here because you tick-tock all the time. They sound very Russian. <laughs> very strange that the Chinese sound Russian. But, yeah. Well, that's just weird. That's no help to Contra Cat. Yeah, sorry, Gills, Contra Cat. You're, you're not a big streaming person. Are you watching anything right now? No, sir. I couldn't tell you the last thing I've watched. I don't know how you guys pass your time. I don't... A lot of baseball cards recently. Yeah, that's true. You are into that. <laughs> um, you and Matt Hall really need to talk because you guys are living parallel lives, except he's doing his in Vegas, which is a lot cooler than Manhattan, Kansas. I hate to say it. Um, I, I've been watching. Well, first of all, the wife and I found a really cute family show on uh, Disney Plus. It's about the Columbus Zoo. So we've been watching the zoo show. Uh, it's really fun. It's really nice. Wholesome. Very wholesome. I've watched a couple shows uh, on Amazon. I finished season three of Abstentia, which is a pretty good show. Season two of Hannah was actually better than season one. But now I've got started on a German show on Netflix called Dark. And I'm pretty sure it's overdubbed by the same guys who do bad lip reading. The dubbing, the dubbing, so bad. I mean, you can tell it's like three guys all doing different voices. Hey, man, let's go open in this door. Okay, let's open the door. I mean, the the dubbing's horrible, <laughs> just horrible. But the it's sci-fi mystery, and it's actually the storyline's really good. I would expect an American TV network to rip it off. You know how they'll do that. They'll find a foreign yeah. show that's really good and do the American version of it because it is actually really cool what they're doing. It's very interesting. But the dubbing's just awful. Speaking of dubbing, uh, 3%, that show I 
rant and rave about they're coming out with their fourth and final season in a couple of weeks. So I'm that's, that'll probably be the next like true thing. I sit down and watch all the way through I'm excited about that. Oh, and I did watch Greyhound, the Tom Hanks world war two movie on Disney plus, And I highly mm-hmm. recommend it. It's 90 minutes. It's actually like 86 minutes of just action. It's really good. It, so basically Tom Hanks wrote and made a World War II movie, and then the pandemic hits, and Sony, realizing it doesn't really have a release window for it now, sold it to Disney for their streaming service, which caught Tom Hanks by surprise, but it is a really well-done movie. Kind of crazy what what they did in this movie, what th- that people actually did. It's It's based on real events, but not actual people and the actual events. It's just kind of a generic movie about merchant Marines and the U S Navy getting across to Europe. Pretty crazy. Those are my recommendations. Also, if you haven't caught it yet on a streaming service near you is the big 12 drama called we're lost. What the hell should we do? (laughs) Starring Bob Bowlesby and 10 other people. Presidents. I'd love to know who's in on these Zoom meetings. And does anyone say, what the blank are we doing? Does anyone actually push back and get irate? I could see. I could see Myers. I was the joint chair of the chief of staff of the chief. of. I don't even know. I can't can't even talk. (laughs) (laughs) The joint chief. Yeah. If he got mad, would people listen or 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 other people just so arrogant they don't well he's a four star general, what's he know? We know college athletics and we're gonna sit here and wait until we're totally picked to the bone as a conference. That's it. That's it for the overtime. We hope to have better news for you next week, which means the Big Twelve has made a decision. And hopefully it's a good decision that works in their favor. I don't believe it'll happen, but if it does, I'll be happy. I'll be genuinely happy. And it's still raining. Make it stop. You've been listening to the PowerCat Overtime Podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. PowerCat Podcast, all rights reserved, gopowercat.com and Spirit Street Publishing. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.